Welcome to Life Church of Mobile's audio podcast of our Sunday morning teaching. We hope that this teaching will challenge you in any season of life you may be in. Thanks for joining us and enjoy. This is Difference Maker, World Changer, part two. We're talking about how to really live today. Now, each generation has a divine purpose, a specific identity, a unique opportunity, and a spiritual legacy. I want to say that again. Every generation has a divine purpose. God's hand is on our lives for a purpose, for a reason. Number two, a specific identity. We, that we're known for certain things about us. We have an identity. Things are not like they used to be. They're changing rapidly. Number three, that means we also have a unique opportunity. Now, for some of you, I want you to hear me today. Listen, some of you are saying, well, I just don't have that much opportunity. I got a revelation for you. There is one thing that, on which we are all equal. And that is, all of us have 24 hours in a day. Now, we determine to some extent what we do with that 24 hours. The priorities that we have in our lives. But we all have 24 hours in a day. And because we all have 24 hours in a day, we have opportunities. I want you to say with me, I have an opportunity. But not only that, we're going to leave a spiritual legacy. We're going to leave something for those behind us to follow. And so that's what the series is about. Is taking advantage of the opportunity that we have. But you know, this being Mother's Day and everything, as I was coming in today, I thought, you know... For some and for most of you, God's blessed your lives. You are, some of you are the great and awesome. And I want to say thank you to the most wonderful wife and mother in the entire universe, Miss Susan right here. I thank you all to give God praise for her today. Amen. But you know, even if you're raised in the best of homes, you're going to have opportunities to deal with hurt and pain in your relationship with being a mother, being a grandmother, being a child, whatever it is. And you know, the Bible deals with this, and it talks about how a, a, a mother will love a child, but even at that cannot give us everything that we need. Listen to this. In, in Isaiah chapter 49, verses 15 and 16, can a woman forget her nursing child? Of course, the implication is, no, that they cannot, and, and not have compassion on the son of her womb. But then it goes on to say something very interesting. It says, even at times your mother may forget you, the Lord said. There'll be some of you that sometimes maybe you don't have a great relationship with your mother. Maybe your relationship with your mom wasn't everything it was supposed to be. Maybe there were points of pain in your life, in your relationship, whether it's a mother or father or whoever it was, even with the best of intentions. But Isaiah 59 says, uh, Isaiah uh, 49 rather says, even if they forget you, surely they may forget you, verse 15. But guess what? Even if they forget you, even if everything was not perfect, the Lord says, yet I will not forget you. Listen to this. I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. I want you to know if you were raised in a home where everything wasn't perfect and everything wasn't right, and some of you in here are so blessed to have the great rich tradition that you have in your family. You were blessed. Man, you were, you were appreciated. You were loved. You were affirmed. Uh, there, you had a mama and a daddy that believed in you and, and imparted into you. But, you know, that's not always the case. But God is going out of his way to say, guess what? If everything wasn't perfect, if everything wasn't done right, if they didn't always speak everything right over you, you, guess what? I'll never forget you. You are mine, and I have written your name on the palm of my hand. You ought to give God praise for that today. Now, as people who are part of this generation, our responsibility, I want you to know we have a responsibility. 
We've got a responsibility to serve, to value, and to rebuild. And there's going to, God's going to show you each of us has a unique, special place to serve. Now, you see, not all of us can do the same thing. Not all of us are anointed to do the same thing. And, and thank God uh, that we are getting past the point of thinking that everybody has to be just alike and everybody has to do the exact same kind of ministry. And if you aren't preaching behind the pulpit, you're not preaching. And if you aren't ministering here, that's not really ministry. All of us have a certain specific place to fill. Somebody say amen. amen. A place where we can serve. A place that we uh, uh, bring value and where we rebuild and we encourage others. Because life by its very nature is that lives and hearts get broken. Lives of both people we love and the people that we will never meet. And I want to challenge you today. In fact, I want us to make this declaration out loud together. I want everybody to say, I am unique. I am special. I am set apart. God has a special place for me to serve. Therefore, I will be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. See, God has special things and places and opportunities and unique places for you to serve and be a part of that I'll never be able to be a part of. And I thank God for that. I love conversing and hearing from people that are out there. Everybody say out there. See, what happens in here is going to anoint us and cause us to be better out there. It's going to cause us to be equipped for out there. Because you see, Ephesians talks about uh, the, the, the uh, uh, fivefold ministry. Pastors, prophets, evangelists, teachers, and all of those. And it says the purpose of those people, the purpose of those ministries is to help the saints be equipped so they can do their ministry. See, you are called. I want everybody to say, I'm called. I'm, called. I'm, anointed. I'm anointed. God, God has, a has a special place for me. Now, I told you last week, my passion is to watch people come alive in finding their passion, finding their purpose, finding their special place. Each of us, Bobby, has a special place to serve and minister and love in this generation. Can I get an amen in this house? But it comes as you learn to be sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. How many of you would believe that God wants to speak to us today? If you're in this church, you need to believe that God wants to speak to us today. He does. He he desires to impart something to us. But it comes as we have a desire and we have a willingness to be shaped and molded into difference makers and into world changers. We have to be willing. What does it mean to be a difference maker? Let me go through these real quickly. First of all, by the way, don't get in a hurry because if you're going out to eat, it'll be three o'clock before all those places clear out today on Mother's Day, at least before you can get in. Somebody say amen. You know what I'm talking about. So what you want to do is right now, and don't, but don't do it while I'm preaching, just call ahead seating, you know, and get, get your name on the, on the list. And in about three hours from now, you'll be able to get in. Amen. I tell you what, we found out a different way to do it at my house. Uh, and she's fine with this. And so uh, one of the boys, we went out last night with one crew. And then tomorrow night, rather than even on Sunday night, we'll go out with the other crew. We figured out a way around it. You know, Mother's Day, and I realize some of you, Sunday works better. But you know what? Just because it's, you can celebrate it a day before, or you can celebrate it a day after. Hey, come on, be bold, be different, be alive, be willing to change some things. You know, I was, I, we were talking the other day, and I'm going to turn 
60 over in, in uh, Israel. Hopefully I'll be preaching over in Israel on my 60th birthday, two sessions. But uh, they, I, and I, they were saying something this week. And so I just thought I'd just go ahead and tell y'all, you don't, you, you can go ahead and celebrate it a few days early if y'all want to. All right. Okay. Yeah. That's good. I mean, come on, come on, man, the big six O. What, what can you, come on. So anyway, what I'm saying is live life, man. Come on, live the adventure. Don't think, you know what? I like people that are a little bit outside. They want to, every now and then they want to get a little bit outside the box. And I'm not talking about just being weird for being weird's sake. But what I'm saying is feeling like they don't have to fit in everybody's mold. And they got to do everything right then. And everything's got to be just this way. What does it mean to be a difference maker? That's one of the things it means. Live possibility. Everybody say live possibility. That means I believe it's possible. That means I know that I'm a child of God. Listen, I said this and I'm going to say it again and you ought to underline this. Living small does not serve the world. Oh, so you better watch out. Living small. You know, some people are like, they're trying to figure out how they can get through life with staying in a small, a compact place as they can, creating no waves, never getting outside their box, never getting outside their little place of, of where they are, just staying right there, being quiet and shy and over in the corner, hope nobody ever sees me, hope nobody ever notices me, hope I don't ever have to talk to anybody, hope nobody talks to me. I just want to go somewhere in the back of the theater, sit over on the back row, have them turn the lights real down low, hide out, put a hood over my head, and hope nobody passes by. Man, that's not life. That's not living. That's what you call sucking air in and breathing it out. That's what you call existing. But I'm telling you, Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and you might have it more abundantly. I'm excited. I wonder who God's got for me to meet today. I wonder what God's got on his agenda and on his calendar for me today. Hallelujah. I'm feeling it up in here on Mother's Day. Is that all right? That means live possibility. Get past ourselves enough to realize that God has a plan and a purpose and there is value on our lives. Amen. Live possibility. Living small does not serve the world and it doesn't serve God. You were created to reveal the glory of God. I want you to say with me today, the glory of God, glory of God. is in me. I just got to let it out. And you see, that's where it's special. God will show you, you your unique, special way to let out his glory. And that's what's beautiful. Suddenly, you know what I'm seeing? I, I, I'm seeing, I'm standing up here in front of this church. And I'm seeing people begin to shine. And it's like, oh, you know what that is? I suddenly realized it's the glory of God coming out of you. It's you discovering who you're called to be and the glory of God being released out of your life. And you're shining like nobody else can shine. You're doing what nobody else can do. Woo! Glory to God. That's good preaching, Brother Scotty. I receive it. Hallelujah. Live possibility. First Samuel twelve sixteen. Now therefore stand and see this great thing which the Lord will do before your eyes. Everybody say live possibility. Everybody say oh, everybody didn't do it. Everybody say live full. You know somebody said life is not lost by dying. Life is lost minute by minute, day by dragging day, in all the thousand small uncaring ways. Boy, you think about that. You don't want to miss out on life while you're living. How are you going to live? 
Just routines and going through the same old, same old? Or are you going to make a decision? I want you to make a decision today that we're going to live life with a full tank. That we're going to live life full of virtue. That we're going to live life full of life. Full of dreams. Full of visions. Full of ideas. Hallelujah. Full of energy. Even when you're almost 60 years old. Full of God. Overflowing with life. Waiting to happen. I'm something. I am a miracle waiting to happen for somebody somewhere all the time. And so are you. Jesus' name, I release that place of employment and position that you guys need. And Father, I thank you for the supernatural peace. You guys have been walking in. Let me tell you, you guys, you have been rejoicing and you have been trusting and you have been smiling even when you felt like crying. There were times when you felt like just getting on your face and saying, oh God, oh God, oh God, when? But in Jesus' name... The church and I agree with you today, and I am prophesying and speaking open doors are before you. And just like I prophesied over Brother Jim over there, I'm saying, oh God, raise up a place for them where they shall be celebrated, where the gifts and unique and special talents that they have will be embraced. And they will, f- God wants to put you in a place of where you feel fulfilled, yeah. where you feel yeah. Absolutely, like you're doing what you are God-ordained to do. In Jesus' name, I release that over you. But God rejoices together with you in that your heart has rejoiced, even when it's been hard, even when it's been dark. You have smiled and you have stood and you have rejoiced in me and you have said, Lord, we are trusting you. Father, I thank you that as they have trusted you, that you will deliver them into a place of blessing. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Well, go ahead and give God praise. You're going to clap, clap. Let's do it. If you got your U version today, now open it up. You're going to see some things here in a minute that you're going to need out of your U version of your electronic model that uh, will not be in the, in the written version, okay, that we added in. But everybody say, live possibility. Live, possibility. live, full. live full. Can I, just a minute. Okay. Now, I know it's Mother's Day. And I know y'all thinking about a lot of stuff. But, you know, you don't say live possibility like live possibility. Live full. Live strong. Live possibility. Live full. Let me tell you something. When you say it like that, that's how you're going to live it. I want you to say with me, live possibility. Live full. Live strong. Amen. Strong is in a place in God, strong in grace, strong in resources, strong in helping others, strong in life. To live strong is to defeat the devil, to overcome, to be powerful in influence, to be thriving, to go for the gold, and to have strength for others. 2 Timothy 2.1, you therefore, my son, be strong in grace. I want you to say with me today, I am strong in grace. And you know how you're strong in grace? When you embrace grace for yourself. When you embrace the grace and the love of God for you, then you become strong in grace for somebody else. Somebody in the house say amen. Amen. That's what it means to live strong. Never let negative circumstances determine your destiny. How many of you in this house heard of Dr. Ben Carson? Let me tell you who Dr. Ben Carson is. As a young man, he was raised in Detroit, Michigan. A single mom, and uh, had a, his, his mom struggled, his family struggled, and uh, his mom, though, had a dream and a vision for her kids that was greater than her dream and vision for herself. She wanted them to know that 
Now, here's a little secret. And, and of course, the kids didn't know at the time. The, mother, the mom couldn't read and write. She couldn't read. But she had enough insight in her that her children were not allowed to watch television for a certain length of time unless they first read a book and, read and, and wrote a report on it for her. Now, they would write the report out and give it to her, and of course, she couldn't read. But she would open the paper and go, mm-hmm, 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 like she was checking it, okay? And then after they would finish that report, she'd say, okay, now well done. Now you can watch TV maybe for an hour. You can watch one show for an hour. And she continued to, to uh, instill this in them about living strong, throughout their whole life. Well, Dr. Carson was raised in, in what you call uh, less than ideal circumstances as far as potential. But let me tell you who he is today. He is the head of pediatric neurosurgery for children at Johns Hopkins Hospital, Johns Hopkins University Hospital. He, is, he has ha- had 50 doctor, doctorate degrees, both earned and given to him. And he loves the Lord. And he's not ashamed to tell you he loves the Lord. Live strong. Live possibility. Live believing that negative circumstances don't have to determine your destiny. I want everybody to look up here and say with me, negative circumstances circumstances will not not determine my destiny. And I want everybody to say this, or my children's destiny. Wow. Instead, begin to change those circumstances by wholeheartedly embracing your divine purpose. That means we live with purpose and with intentionality. Because the reason that we exist is to bring glory to God and to fulfill His purpose for our lives. God created us. We are not an accident, and God has a plan for us. All of us have a purpose in life. And I believe in predestination when it comes to this part. I am predestined to be like Jesus, and so are you. God is predestined for us to be like Jesus. Oh, to live like Jesus, to share like Jesus, and to love like Jesus. Everybody has a primary purpose, to become more like Jesus, creating a life in you that loves God and loves others, and you become aware of it. Exodus 9, but indeed for this purpose I have raised you up, that I may show uh, show my power in you, and that my name may be declared in all the earth. And you will find your place in God you will find your greatest sense of satisfaction. Listen, everybody hear this. When you unite yourself to a God cause. Oh, it's quiet. I said somewhere, somehow, some way in your life, unite yourself to a God cause. Get connected and hooked up with something that is bigger than you, that has God at the center of it. Young people, as you make decisions in your life, Make it with a God cause in mind. And listen, if you're going to go get an education, bless God, you get one. You, win, you go for the gold. You get the greatest education you can get. But at the forefront of your mind and at the center of your heart, realize that God has a purpose for you in that education that He's getting you, that He has His hand on your life, that He has a plan for you and something for you to fulfill that is bigger than you are. Somebody say amen. Amen.
Not only that, but you, what does it mean? We're talking about difference makers and world changers. And we're asking ourselves questions. And, and what we're saying is what it means to be a difference maker. It means to be those who live with a generous spirit. Listen to this. The generous soul will be made rich. And he who waters will also himself be watered. Generous living opens the door for generous receiving. Open your spirit to give. And then as you open your spirit to give, you also open your spirit to receive. Amen? Hey, listen. How many of you give with expectation? How many of you sow with expectation? How many of you put in this offering with expectation? Bless God, I do. I am confessing over your giving and my giving that when I give, I cannot outgive my God. I cannot outlove my God. Oh, I can't outgrace my God. I can't outmercy my God. I have got to just keep on giving and then watch him pour it back. I remember a great preacher who used to preach a message, and he'd say, I, oh, I can't. Brother Dick, come up here. I'm going to try to be Brother Dick, and I can't, I can't do it like he can. Let me have that. <laughs> Let me see if you remember this. I, I'm trying to remember it all. You'd say, God, you know, you give with a, you give with a teaspoon, and God gives... Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> so, you know, you give, you give with a teaspoon, and God comes back with a wheelbarrow. And then you decide to give with a wheelbarrow, yeah. God shows up with a dump truck. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. We're going to take a step farther. You give... <laughs> oh, we're going to take it a step farther. You give with a dump truck, and God shows up with a whole bunch of boxcars, a whole train full. Hallelujah. Give him five. I love you, man. <laughs> Glory to God. Oh. Everybody say, that's good preaching, Brother Dick. <laughs> oh, live with a generous spirit. Open your spirit to give and then watch God give back. Not only that, but what does it mean to be a difference maker? It means to live love. Everybody say, live love. That means a conduit for the life and the love of Jesus to other people. In everyday situations, you make a powerful decision to live like Jesus and to share His love with grace and love and actions that engage life's hurts. I got news for you. It's a hurting world we live in. People are hurting. Ephesians 5 2 says, Keep company with him. It's amazing, Brother Bobby. It's the more I hang out with him, the more I fellowship with the Holy Spirit, the more I learn to love. The harder it is to be mean and ugly when you hang out and keep presence. And fellowship with the Holy Spirit. The harder it is. Keep company with Him and learn a life of love. Observe how Christ loved us. His love was not cautious, but extravagant. He didn't love in order to get something from us, but to give everything of Himself to us. Love like that. Love like that. Love like that. Romans 13. Owe no man anything except to love one another. The amazing grace of Jesus has forgiven us all of our sins. 
And I'm so glad. Small and great. And accepted us as we are. His love covers a multitude of sins and flaws and, and horrible, painful mistakes that we've made. And I thank God for that. As we have received His grace, we now turn around and give that grace to others by loving people the way Jesus loved. That requires an attitude of love and encouragement. Everybody likes to be around someone who has a positive attitude about their lives and about the lives of others. You know people like this. Every time you encounter them, you feel better when your conversation ends. And that's what church is supposed to be like. Even when we're challenged. Even when we come in here and maybe God would have some things that would challenge us. In some way, somehow, it will always end up with us being encouraged and excited about our future. Because I'm telling you, I've I've, I've got a revelation. I've got a revelation. You cannot sink low enough that God will not find you. You cannot go far enough away that God will not seek you out. You can't enough that God will turn His back on you. You cannot. You cannot. Cannot get so far away from God that He will not still send His voice to the place where you are. David said, if I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. No matter where I go, my God, there you are. I am there, Father, and there you are with me also. God is a God of grace. God is a God of love. God is a God of mercy and beauty and love. Oh, hallelujah. I thank God for that. What amazing grace. When you leave here, you ought to feel good about God doing something in your life. Even if there's things that He's taking out and dealing with. You know, uh, I'm like many of you. How many of you, just be honest now, how many of you have ever seen a show called Duck Dynasty? (laughs) See, that's most of us. Most of us know the, the, the Duck Dynasty people, the Robertson brothers. And sons, and anyway. But you know, I found out something interesting about Phil. And of course, this goes along. This will give you something. Never despise the day of small things. I was talking with somebody yesterday at men's breakfast, and they said, Brother Scotty, you know, God's given me some designs for, for fishing lures and stuff. And I'm like, man, I prayed over that thing. I said, in the name of Jesus, you go for it. You patent these things, whatever you got to do, you go for it. Because uh, I, I was watching that show one night, and... Uh, the guy that's the head of the family, what's his name, Phil, I believe, the, the, the daddy, uh, he said he was out digging around his old shed out there, out in the middle of the swamp, in the Louisiana swamp, and, and, uh, and uh, he said, look at here what I just found. It was his patent from the duck call that he had made in the 1960s. Now, who would have ever thought God could take something as simple as a duck call, and now that entire family is multi-millionaires. So don't despise the day of small things. You got a dream, you got a vision, go for it. Next thing you know, they might be filming reality, reality TV over at you and Jennifer's house. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory be to God. <laughs> but I found out something interesting about Phil. We're talking about the fact that God's grace has turned us around. And we're going to talk about this in a minute. Be careful about labeling people. We're going to, we're, we'll talk about that in a minute. But you know, you look at that family now, and I love it how they close every segment with them sitting around the table, closing in prayer and thanking God for another day. But it wasn't always that way. I, I, re- I read this, and, and Phil said, you know, this guy was interviewing me, and he said, you write about how you put Miss Kay, who is his wife, through years of hell. 
with your drinking. And uh, Phil looks at him and says, well, you're correct. He said, I was disappointed having to say that. He said, but that's what happened. That's how it was. He said, God-fearing people, once they're saved from their sins, they don't mind talking about it. He said, he said uh, they say, I was caught up in the 60s. I was caught up in the same thing, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. But I finally battled my way out of it. He said, trust me, the first 28 years, no Jesus. The last 38, I've had a relationship with Jesus, and whoa, is life a whole lot better. Thank God for that grace that can turn things around in our lives. But what we want to do is we want to have an attitude of love and encouragement. You don't know that you might be encouraging the next Duck Dynasty. Oh, some of y'all looking at me like, Brother Scotty, that only happens. No, I'm telling you, it happens in Mobile, Alabama. It happens if Life Church. It happens in your family. It happens right up in here. It happens with people who've got a vision for their life. It happens with people who are still believing, who are hanging on to that dream, who will not give up, who will not let go, who are going to hold on and say, if God is for me, it doesn't matter who's against me. Now some of y'all are like, well, I just don't believe in that kind of stuff. Well, don't worry. It won't happen to you. But I am believing for those that are. It's going to happen to them. I can't believe you acting like this on Mother's Day, Brother Scotty. I can't help it. Don't want to help it. It happens as you have an attitude of a Barnabas. I've said this before. Barnabas means son of encouragement. Son of encouragement. Somebody say amen. <laughs> I like that title. I like that. Encouragement is to inspire others with courage and hope. Strengthen their heart. Spur them on. A Barnabas attitude insists on believing the best of others, never holding their past against them. Barnabas people are inclusive, not exclusive. They serve, not compete. And I got a revelation for you. Life is not a competition. It's a calling. I rejoice when you get blessed. Listen, bless God, I rejoice when you, I'm going to rejoice when you get that $20 million job. Or, or you, I'm not going to be jealous. I'm going to be excited for you. Gee, I'm not, in, I'm not in competition with you. My job, my anointing, my calling, and my gifting is to stir up the gift of God that is within you so you can find that place in your life and be everything God's called you to be. Now, let's talk for a minute about an attitude of encouraging words. And I know it's getting late, and we get, give me 10 more minutes. Man, I can't believe what time it is already. Words can kill, and words can bring life. You can allow words and labels to limit you. Now, here's the thing. Watch out for labels. How would you like for somebody that knew you 30 or 40 years ago to be asked about you today that hadn't known you in 30 or 40 years, or 20 years, or 10 years for some? Labels can be false because people change. I'm going to, I got news for you. I've been in ministry a long time, but I've changed a whole lot from even my younger days. And as most of you have as well. People change. People label Jesus. You need to go to the U version if you want to get all of this. People label Jesus. They had wrong labels for him. Some said he was a good man. Some said he was a prophet. Some said he was a philosopher. Some said, well, he was a wonderful moral model. He was an enlightened religious teacher. Or some said he was a myth. Jesus was romanticized, sentimentalized, fictionalized, criticized, idolized, modernized, popularized, trivialized, visualized, scrutinized. But the bottom line is, Jesus looked at Peter and said, who do you say that I am? 
We need a revelation of who he is to us. Who do you say Jesus is? What label do you put on him? Who is he to you? Your labels have grown out of your experiences and encounters with Jesus. Or listen, or from your religious upbringing. Or your knowledge and own ideas about Jesus. You get a lot of false labels that you can put on him. What did Isaiah call him? Isaiah had a revelation. Isaiah had labels for him. He said, for unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder. These will be his royal titles. Wonderful. Counselor. The mighty God. The everlasting father. The prince of peace. Let's look at the first one. The wonderful counselor. That means he will give you the direction that you need to go. He will give you the best plans and the strategies to use for your life. He knows about our past and he knows about our future. God's knowledge is not limited to time. He knows where we're going and where we will be 50 years from this moment. He will give you the wisdom to make the best decisions in life. He is the wonderful counselor. I want you to say with me, wonderful counselor. He is the mighty God. Everybody say the mighty God. The mighty one, that means he is great, superior, over all, over everything. The mighty God I serve is interested in my life, is available to work in me and through me at all times. Even when I'm weak, junior, my God is strong. He never changes. He is a mighty God and he is for me. The mighty God comes to change the way you live, the way you think, the way you see, the way you act concerning yourself and concerning everybody else. And because I serve a mighty God, I'm praying bigger prayers. I'm reaching out farther. I'm enlarging my life and I am breaking out all the bondages. I'm breaking out all the barriers. I'm getting out of my box. I have decided and I am declaring over this church and over this house and over you and me that we're going to be successful in life and we're going to be overcomers and we're not only going to be overcomers by ourselves. We're going to be overcomers and we're going to take somebody else along the journey with us. Not only that, he's the everlasting father. He reveals to us as a God who is loving, forgiving, enduring, sacrificing, accepting, always there, never too busy. The perfect father. He's a personal God. He enters into a personal relationship with people. Not only that, he's the prince of peace. He's the one who brings wholeness and restoration in all areas of our life. Now, we're talking about attitude of encouraging words and labels. You can allow the names and labels that you call yourself and other people to define you and them if you want to. You can let the labels that others give you define you. Poor, spoiled, uneducated, inexperienced, too young, too old, troublemaker, shy, loser, Fat, ugly, hopeless, stupid, ignorant, criminal, weak, pitiful, worthless, addict. And those labels can stick and can hurt and can damage you because you start to believe them. But there is a better way. You can allow yourself and others to be defined by God's Word. Hallelujah. Friend. Forgiven, new creation, saint, his workmanship, royal priest, completely accepted, totally secure, deeply significant. I belong, child of God, joint heir with Christ, blessed and not cursed, above and not beneath, more than a conqueror, overcomer, winner. And those labels can transform you because you start to believe them. That's why I constantly keep it before my eyes. 
It's amazing how far a few words of encouragement can go to feed somebody's soul or give them the extra push that they need to make it through a rough patch. Real quickly, and I'm going to close in five minutes. How many of you believe that? It's about one percent. You ever, you know, you can learn a lot through nature. You can discover a lot through nature about God. And have you ever seen a flock of geese? And I'm going to amplify this even more in a later, in a later message. You ever seen a flock of geese flying over as they fly south or, or wherever they're going in that V formation? Have you ever know? Have you ever heard the noise that they make? That honking they call it? I, I can't. Somebody who can do it? Somebody. Ah, ah, kind of like that. You know, they've, there you go. <laughs> Thank you. You know, they've studied that. They've, they've researched that and they've studied that. And you know what they found out they're doing? That is the ones in the back encouraging the one in the front to go for it. It's like, it's, it's like saying amen to Brother Scotty on Sunday morning. It's like saying, preach it, Brother Scotty. Come on with it, son. That's what I'm talking about. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. They're going, ah, ah. They're like, yeah, you can do it. You can do it. You can go. Come on. Lead us. Lead us. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. And you know what they've discovered? Here's the most powerful thing. I get chill bumps when I think about this. They have discovered that they fly in that V formation. And they fly that way in that formation because... They've discovered that they can go 70% farther and 70% faster when they fly in formation like that than they can by themselves. But here's another beautiful part of this. And I didn't get, I'm, I'm, I'm preaching a sermon that's coming down the road already. But here, here you go. You're getting a, a taste of it. Not only that, if one of them gets injured, one of them gets hurt, one of them gets exhausted and can't fly anymore, did you know that they won't? Leave that injured one by itself. If it has to fall out of formation and if it has to go somewhere else, two others will go with it and stay with it until it's recouped enough to get back in formation again and ready to get back in. I want you to say we're better together. Now, from now on, on Sunday morning, when I hear, oh, 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 I know what you mean. I know you mean amen. If you start sounding like a bunch of geese up in here, Brother Scotty going to start bringing it, I'm talking about. But you know what? The next time you see those geese go over, man, you're, it's going to come alive to you. When you see that and know that that sound that they're making is an encouragement sound. It's a sound of encouragement to help you believe that you can go on. It's amazing how far a few words of encouragement can go to feed somebody's soul. You know, sometimes when you feel like quitting, seeing people like Jesus see them, and speaking those words over them. Not only that, but it means a, a, an attitude of hope for change. Even people that let you down or made mistakes, but you choose to love them and develop them and choose to speak into their life, invest your life and your words in them. Even those that make mistakes, but thank God that the amazing grace of Jesus covers those mistakes even if they repent. Choose to invest in them and help them feel useful and valuable. Once again, don't miss next Sunday. If you do have to miss next Sunday, don't miss the podcast. We're going to talk about how God uses situations in the lives of those that are difference makers, world changers. We're going to talk about how God uses even difficult and hard situations and things that happen and failure in our lives to turn us around and to use us for His honor and glory. And it'll be really, really encouraging. Next Sunday is going to be super encouraging. Don't miss it.
even if you make mistakes. If, if you've lived a perfect life and you've never made a mistake in your life, you do not have to come next Sunday. Stay home. But choose to invest in them and help them. Listen, here's this important. Choose to invest in them and help them feel useful again. To feel useful again. Not cast, cast aside. Well, I hope you got a great vision for your life. I hope uh, that you're encouraging others to see the God-sized vision for their lives as well. Believe that you will receive the greatest things that God has for you and for me as we begin to destroy limitations on your life and see yourself fulfilling the great dreams of God. And not only do that, but encourage other people to do the same. Because an attitude of love and encouragement is infectious. Thanks again for listening to Life Church of Mobile's podcast. Our services are held on Sundays at 8.30 and 10.30 a.m. If you would like to find out more about our church, you can visit us at lifechurchmobile.com.